Welcome to the Transit Lounge. I'm your host, Chandra. As a recovering workaholic, I want to explore how you can do more of what you love without burning out. I'm on a mission to promote true well-being, the contented state of being happy, healthy, and prosperous. Through interviews with savvy entrepreneurs, authors, and industry experts, we'll share insights, inspiration, and practical tips on how you can be CEO you in the business of your life. Let's go. Hello, and welcome back. Thank you for being here and for being part of the Transit Lounge community. It really means a lot to me that you are listening today. Now, this episode is going to explore a concept that I have been banging on about for literally years and I'm actually finding it more and more relevant than ever with a lot of the clients that I'm working with at the moment and what they're focusing on, what they're wanting to achieve and the results that they're achieving. And you're going to hear today about why this mindset and approach is relevant to you. Uh, No matter if you're employed or self-employed or no matter what it is that you are wanting to focus on and achieve, whether it's global domination right through to you just want to have a simple, quiet, happy life, this concept can be really beneficial for you. So I look forward to diving into it with you. Now, why this is important is that it actually helps to give you a sense of a little bit more control and influence over your own life. It can help to give you a bit of a sense of direction. Someone once explained it to me as being a little bit like having a GPS for your life. So an approach that would help you to sort of figure out which way are you wanting to go and how do you know it's the right way for you. And because of that, it really can assist with decision making and help clarify what it is that's really actually most important to you. One of the other benefits is that it can actually make you really attractive to others, that when you are someone who is clear and confident in who you are and what you want, what you value, what's most important to you, other people see you as someone who is a good addition to whether it's a team or a project or a collaborative partner. And so it's worth you spending some time getting clear on actually who are you as the concept of being CEO you in the business of your life. Now, for me, when I think back to probably my early radio days, I have to admit that there was a long time where I was probably going through the motions a bit in radio. I was doing really well and that probably um, helped me be a bit, not lazy, maybe maybe it was a bit lazy. It helped me just sort of drift along and kind of go, well, I guess this is what I should be doing and it seems to be going well. But I had this sense quite often of feeling like I was just making stuff up as I was going along and was waiting for the grown-ups to come home and tell me what to do or what was supposed to be happening next. And I think then I got to a point where I realized, well, actually, this is my life and no one else is going to live that for me. And so I had to step up into figuring out, well, what actually does feel right for me 
not what other people think or say, but for me, what feels right. In some of the research that I have been doing recently, I came across a statistic that is saying that in Australia, the average career duration or length of term is now only just over three years, which I was really surprised by. I think I assumed that people stayed in jobs for a longer time because that's what I generally have done. But at the same time, I can see that more people are making choices to to change because there is more choice now and that people want to feel that greater sense of meaning in what they're doing. The thing is that even though the average career span might be getting shorter, you have one job for life and that is to be the best version of you and the happiest version of you that contributes the most to yourself and to others in this one crazy life that you have. You know, another story that I have about a client that I was working with and she had been in her role for over 10 years and was good at what she did, was very, very diligent, very high standards, high attention to detail and very focused on her career progression and where she wanted to get to. Unfortunately, she was overlooked for promotion a couple of times and there were promises made and then they never followed through and then there was a restructure and all those blah, blah, blah things that happened. The good thing about that was that it got her to the point where she decided to work with me and we really were able to dive in and help her clarify what she really wanted because she realized that she had become quite blocked, that She'd been so busy pursuing this one pathway, she had kind of blocked out a lot of who she really was and what she really wanted and who she was beyond just what she did for her job. And as we worked together, it really involved her getting clear on what was most important to her and looking at her values and also defining success in all the different elements of her life. And they're the kinds of things that can come when you actually step into this mindset of being the CEO of you. Jim Rohn is a well-known figure in the personal development space. He was the person that Tony Robbins studied with, if you like, or trained. Uh, Jim Rohn trained Tony and coached Tony. And a quote of his that I really like in this context that I only came across recently in, a, in an old video that he did. And his quote is, taking full responsibility for what happens to you is one of the highest forms of human maturity. I think there's a lot in that, that often we want to not take responsibility because that feels too full on and, and you want to be able to have somebody else be at fault but the reality is when you don't take full responsibility for what is happening and going on for you whether you're blaming others you're blaming the economy the weather the government your family your spouse or partner or whatever what happens is that you tie yourself in I believe to a victim headspace now you don't have to be happy with everything that's going on in your life 
But what you do need to do is actually accept responsibility for the fact that it is whatever it is. And you can now take responsibility and take action to move forward from here. Without taking that approach, you are stuck in an eternal sense of being a victim of other people or other circumstances, which gives you no control, a feeling of no influence on your own life. And it creates a sense of drift, almost as if that you are living somebody else's life. Now, diving into what do we actually mean when we talk about this concept of being CEOU, Apparently, it was first talked about or referenced by a guy called Tom Peters in the late 90s. Like, yes, I think it was like 1997. He wrote an article in Fast Company magazine and uh, the article was called The Brand Called You, What It Takes to Be CEO of Me. And his article really focused on career and he introduced this concept of replicating the approach that brands and products take in differentiating themselves in the market from other products you know soap and toothpaste and whatever it might be and to apply those same principles and approaches to brand yourself so that you can stand out and carve a little bit of a positioning in the minds of the people that are influential in you achieving your career now since then the concept of personal brand has grown and grown and What I've noticed is that a lot of people focus on it as a tool to create some kind of level of fame, you know, whether it's being Insta-famous or being known as the person who always wears a hat or uh, always wears a red dress. And those things can be an element of your personal brand. And some people focus very much on campaigning for what their signature style is going to be and how they dress or present. And those things can be important and influential, but your brand and being the CEO of you is so much more than that. Being CEO you is a mindset of taking responsibility for your results and your non-results in your personal and professional life. And I believe There is only one you and the more aligned your work and your home life are and how you show up and what you bring to those relationships, to how you communicate and who you're being, the easier and a greater sense of flow is going to show up for you. Now, I first heard about this concept when I was working uh, in radio at Nova in Perth and it was really relevant to me at that time, I think, because a big part of my role was managing the on-air team as well as the off-air product team. And so a big part of what an on-air announcer does is to deliver the station strategy, but by bringing their own particular flair and personality to it. And they were known as you know celebrities uh, to a certain degree in some people's minds. And so with that comes things like sponsorship and uh, clients wanting to run either competitions or promotions or aligning with that person, that show, because they saw that person as an expression that brought their brand to life or was had a similar kind of sense of style or values, what was important to what they wanted their product to have. And there were lots of conversations that would come up about certain clients wanting to run campaigns or um, sponsorships 
and it created an issue if that client didn't see the fit with the person who was the on-air announcer for that show or we would have people specifically approaching to run campaigns because they saw a perfect fit and alignment with that person. So that concept of alignment and perception and who they were seen as a match for really kind of stood out to me as linking to that they as a personality were as much a brand as the products that were being advertised. And even with the off-air team, it made me think, well, how does it work for them? They're not on air. They're not known personalities. But there was still that same kind of approach of how we tend to think of other people. We have associations with them based on our experience of them, what we think they're capable of, what we don't think they're capable of, whether or not we would put them forward for a promotion or to work on a particular project. So those same kinds of emotional associations and assumptions came to mind whether they were an on-air personality or not because I thought beyond just the on-air famous approach but what did they want to be known for personally and professionally well what does success look like to them and I think when I I got that germ of a thought running through my head I started to do a lot of reading uh, and I read books that were out you know, this is a long time ago now, but there were some pretty funny titles. Like one of them was called How You Are Like Shampoo. <laughs> I still have that book, actually. I still got most of these. Um, another one was The 10Ks of Personal Branding. There was another one that was pretty popular at the time, which was called Me 2.0. And I really just immersed into the world of this concept and got to the point where there was a lot of theory, there was a lot of um, principles, but there wasn't a lot of really kind of practical tips of well, and steps, like how do you actually do this? So I kind of evolved my own three-part process, which was discover, define and develop. But since then, I've worked a lot more in working with clients and myself and have really evolved my approach to this concept of personal branding and being the CEO of your own life to expand way beyond just the career and professional life to expand into much more of your one whole life of which your career and professional life is just one part. Now the rise in entrepreneurship and self-employment and the prevalence of social media in our lives now means that people can actually find out a lot more about you online before they even meet you in person. And whilst that's a factor to be considered, uh, I am absolutely not a social media expert. In fact, my online profile should probably be a lot better than it is, but it's not my area of focus. It's not what I really am bringing to this conversation because for me, it's not about being famous and having a massive social media following. I want to be the CEO of me and I want to be a whole and happy, healthy, prosperous me and I want that for you too and I care more about that than about campaigning to be known as the person who always wears a flower in their hair or whatever and because of that I wanted to just distill a bit of the approach that I take with my clients and the programs that I do 
into some practical steps for you to introduce this concept so that you can really start to explore it and see whether it might add some value for you wherever you're at in your personal and professional life right now. So there's four steps and conveniently, they all are M's. The first step and the first M is mindset. So this is where you actually have to step into this mindset of accepting or at least trying on the mindset of accepting that you are the CEO of you. You are the boss of you in the business of your whole life and that you need to take responsibility for that life and what's happening and what's not happening because nobody else is responsible for changing that except you. And I get that this can be confronting and I have had plenty of people shove it back in my face and say, no, I don't agree. And that's fine. And that's totally fine. If they don't want to take on board responsibility for their own life, that's a choice that they can make and, and you can make. What my invitation for you is, is to at least consider this and to try it on and see what shows up for you. How would you approach things differently if you were to step into the seat of being CEO of you? And part of that means that you actually have to be aware of the other hats that you also have to wear in running the business of you. You have to be the HR manager. You have to be the operations manager and the finance manager. And you have to take action that's going to build a brand and a business of you that you love. Because that's why you're here. That's the point of why you're having this life experience. You're here. You don't want to just go through the motions like I did for a while. You want to actually drive your own life. As I shared with you, I blamed for a while. You know, Another example of where I was in that headspace was in my last employed job. Things weren't going the way that I wanted. Things were not going the way that I thought they should. And I got pissed off, but I still kept working hard. And I was hoping that someone would notice that I wasn't happy and would change things, but they didn't. And I think it was actually after reading a book, I can't remember, it might've been reading Good to Great by Jim uh, Jim Collins, that I actually had a realization that I was actually just making myself a victim by being a bit of a sook about what was happening and that if I was not going to make a choice to leave then I needed to just step up and own the fact that I was choosing to stay and that by choosing to stay I had to accept that some things wouldn't go my way it wasn't my company it wasn't my place to change the the direction the company was going I could influence I could inform I could challenge and talk but at the end of the day decisions were made and I could either stay or go And if I was choosing to stay, then I needed to show up and do the best job that I could. And I think there was a real shift for me when I stepped into that space. Step two of the four steps and the second M is mindfulness. And so for you, you've got step one, which is to step into the mindset of being CEO you. Step two is to develop mindfulness. And I'm not meaning mindfulness in any kind of religious approach I know that some people think that it's attached very much to certain religions and obviously it's got origin in a lot of different religions but for me mindfulness is 
secular is what they say, but what they really mean is that it's non-religious. It's about focus. It's about, well, for me, certainly it was about stress management. It's about creating the conditions that allow you to really tap into your creative side and to access your full knowledge and experience because by being fully present you are noticing what's going on and it's a very different way of being with yourself and with others now for me I had never meditated um, really before 2014 in fact I remembered that I had done for a number of years well before that when I was in radio and feeling like I was just working all the time and I wanted something to be different, something in my life that wasn't just radio. And I started doing a practical philosophy course, which I can tell you I would never, ever have done, except my brother-in-law started doing it and then his wife, my sister, and another one of my sisters started doing it. And the conversations that we started having that they were initiating because they'd been at this course really got me kind of intrigued and anyway through the practical philosophy course there was something that they called the exercise and I realize now that part of what that was was actually a form of meditation but they didn't call it that so I in my mind had never really meditated but all through my life I think but certainly in the years leading up to when I left my last uh, corporate job I used the word mindful a lot and I was given that as feedback you know I would be saying I'm mindful of the impact of blah 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 or what I'm mindful of is the extra time that it's going to take to achieve blah 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 and so I would use that language but I didn't have any kind of connection with what I was really meaning or what that reference so for me my actual introduction to mindfulness was actually through going to a leadership training program and really being introduced to it as an approach to continue my journey of wanting to be a strong and effective leader and to be calm in the face of increasing pressure and to manage my own stress. Now, what that extended into uh, was and is a realisation of how unmindful I was of my own life of my career choice at that time and especially how unmindful I was really being of some of the key relationships in my life that I told myself were really important to me but I was disrespecting because I wasn't being mindful of what I was doing and contributing to those relationships and I was really unmindful of my health and my body not to mention really unaware how incredibly busy my mind was all the time like literally so for me step two about developing mindfulness is a critical part of you building self-awareness which you need in order to really be CEO of you step three and the third M is money you need to create a positive relationship with money. Now, this is not necessarily about being money hungry and greedy or wanting to become extremely wealthy. Although, if any of that is what you want, then that's totally okay too. Whatever your 
aspiration is in regard to that, great. As long as you're not hurting anyone else along the way, go for it. But it starts with exploring what's your current relationship and results with money telling you. What is that showing you about what's working and what's not working the way that you want it to? Now, for me, I was mostly okay with money, but I did get to a point with some of the training that I've done around money and money breakthroughs was that I definitely developed a relationship through my childhood that uh, I have a very high work ethic and that linked to a belief that I created for myself that I have to work really, really hard to earn money. Now, that is something that I have had some great breakthroughs and ahas about. And I noticed that every new level that I get to in my business and in my earning, there's still another level for me to be potentially working through on that. However, the routines, the systems and the mindset that I have around money now is so much more positive and empowered. It helps me have a greater sense of comfort and security that I really like without being obsessive about it. There's some rituals and habits that I have created around a money day and around how I track my money and the accounts that I have that gives me and Mick, well, I hope, I can't really speak for him. I should check in with him about that actually, but gives me that greater sense of security as well as giving me and us some room to splurge and to always feel like we have money for the things that are most important to us. And that's, that is really important to me because that feeling of not enough, that feeling of lack, the feeling of worrying about whether you're going to have enough to pay the bills and to pay the mortgage and all the rest of it and to have the holidays that we want to have or whatever the aspirations are for you, that's stressful and nothing is going to cut down or handbrake your creativity and your sense of choice. Nothing is going to shut that down faster than having money problems. So you have got to make it important enough to create a positive relationship with money. Step four and the fourth M is meaningful work. This is where as CEO, you have to make it important to do work that actually is meaningful to you. If you are not doing something that you really enjoy and there's something else that you think you would rather be doing, then start making a plan. Start taking steps towards doing more of that. Now, now you might not be able to do that whole transition in one giant leap. Most change, in fact, is not one leap. It's a series of steps. In fact, I read something the other day about there's actually five stages of change. So maybe that's a for another episode. But your change has to start somewhere and small steps towards some sort of compelling, exciting vision that you have is a great place to start. Can you imagine, this is something that I actually know drives me, that I love the idea and can you imagine a world what it would be like if every person that you came into contact with during your day was doing work that they really enjoyed. Imagine the impact that would have. If they were doing work that they felt really allowed them to express who they really are, 
to bring their best value to the world. How amazing would that be? I just believe that the world could be totally different if more people were doing work that was meaningful to them. So they're the four steps that I have identified and keep coming back to as critical in this approach, this mindset of being CEO you. And look, it takes some time to discover and to explore this. And there are clues all around you if you know where to look and you just trust yourself and take some time to explore. Now, for me, I think that there, in hindsight, has been a constant evolution across my whole life that have led me to be exactly where I am now and to be doing what I'm doing now. And looking back, there are themes of what I studied, what I read, what I would do in my spare time when I had it, what things I was drawn to, what things I didn't really care so much about. And then it was just a matter of trust. And for you, it will be the same to explore these things and to be willing to trust in potentially letting go of some of your comfort zones and letting go of putting importance on what others think and say is okay for you to do or safe for you to do. Who you are being is an expression of who you are. What you do for work is not who you are. And you spend a lot of time doing whatever it is you do professionally. So you don't want that just to be something that you just go through the motions and you do as something to fill your time and just to bring bring in a paycheck. So if any of this is resonating with you, I hope you've had a few ideas on what you might like to do from here. There's a couple of questions that I'm going to pose for you as further reflections for you to do beyond this podcast. Uh, There's three of them. And so you can write them down or pause this and grab a pen. And I really encourage you to just note the questions down and then spend a couple of minutes just answering each one of them just for yourself. Trusting there's no right or wrong. You don't have to share what you're writing down with anyone else unless you want to. So just play full out just for yourself. So the first one is, how do I feel about stepping into the mindset of being CEO you? So I want you to reflect on that question for yourself. When you think about stepping into the shoes of CEO you, what comes up for you? Second question, what aspect of my life is going well right now? It's really important to acknowledge that and to just note down what aspect or if you've got more than one, what aspects are going really well for you right now? And the third question is, what aspect of my life would benefit from some more focus? And the idea with that is to help to identify for you if you're going to do some exploration around what's happening and accepting responsibility for your results and your non-results, then let's have a look at what those results are, what's happening and what's going to benefit from getting extra focus from you. Because you've got to start to look so that you can notice those things and can make some decisions about your options and any changes that you might want to make. So I hope that gives you some insights and about what this principle of being COU uh, is all about in my mind and gives you hopefully some food for thought. 
Now, if you're at a point where you feel like there's something different that you could be doing and you want to feel like your life is more yours, then maybe it is time for you to try this out and to explore this concept, to really sit in the CEO chair and to have a look and a think and a chat with yourself or someone else about how this concept could help you create more of what you want in your one crazy, beautiful life. So that's it for this episode. And if you haven't already, please remember to subscribe. And if you have questions or comments, if you've had some kind of aha moment or insight that you would like to share, please just join the Facebook group so we can connect and keep growing together. So you just go to Facebook and search for the Transit Lounge being CEOU and request to join the group. And I'd love to connect with you there. Remember, you have one job for your whole life and that's to be the CEO of you. It can take some time to evolve. So it's important for you to surround yourself with people who can support and challenge you along the way. And that's what the closed Facebook group is all about. Thanks for listening to the Transit Lounge. If you liked it, please do me a favor and leave a review so I can keep doing more episodes for you. And come and say hi in the private Facebook group, The Transit Lounge, being CEO you in the business of your life. I really look forward to connecting with you there. And until then, do whatever you can to create a future that you will love through the choices you make today.